episode number 40 of the Sharp and the Square podcast, Super Saturday, part six. Matt Howell alongside of Justin Santu. What's up, Justin? What's up, bro? You like that intro? You sound like, um, you sound like the PA announcer in my Little League games. Yeah, when you were, was your nickname the Hebrew Hammer? No, it wasn't the Hebrew Hammer. Justin the Hebrew Hammer Santu. No. Actually, back in my little league days, I was I was I was small. I wasn't a big guy, so I um. What happened? I well. <laughs> it started. It started with puberty, <laughs> and then and then uh then it, it continued with with dining hall food at Rutgers, and uh you know yeah. that's, that's 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 the rest that's, is history. That's the short. That's the short end of short short story of it. Um, um, yeah, so I was, I was a leadoff hitter, you know, I wasn't, I no home runs in little league. You know, I just, I was the king of, of poking, poking singles and doubles down the left field line, the opposite way. Um, I, you want to hear my little league story quickly? Not really. I hit one home run in little league. Did you really? And it tipped off the center fielder's glove and went over the fence. But you at least got one. But he was reaching over the fence to rob the home run. Still, you got a home run. That's but my friends will never give it to me. Bullshit. They say, they, yeah, it was a thing. That's um, that's a, a home run. A home run. A home runs. It goes over the fence. It's a fucking home run. Yeah, I, um, I never got one. I never had the. Um... Yeah, well, you're you're a bitch. So that's what happens. Um, all right, let's get into today's slate. Um, before you get too mad at me, um, it, it's it's a good slate. It's the last Saturday of the regular season. There's a couple conference tournaments going on between the smaller conferences. Um, so let's get right into it because we got a lot to talk about. All right, first game up, Illinois at Ohio State. Ohio State is a two-point home favorite. I know you like Ohio State. I do as well. Home team, uh, Big Ten, small spread. Um, do we have word on Ayo Desumu yet? We don't. Um, but I think the interesting thing about Io and we should take this into consideration is um, he is not, it's not like a tweaked ankle where you can work it out. He's in concussion protocol, which means everything is way more rigid and fickle. It's not like, Oh, Hey, warm up. If you feel all right, like give it a go. Like that's not what it is. Um, so I just have a hunch that they're not going to push him today. They're going to save him for Thursday and in Indy Friday, whenever their first game is um, just give him the full week of just continued rest. And, and it just doesn't feel like he's going to play. And, it's cooked into the line. I think that he like is going to play, even though I don't think he is. Um, I think people are a little too high on Illinois and a little too low on Ohio state right now. Um, right. Illinois just had a huge week. One at Wisconsin, one at Michigan. Can they really win at Ohio state and make it three just crazy road wins in, in a row, even like, maybe even without IO again. Like, I don't really think so. Ohio state's lost three in a row. Um, all to good teams, all the motivated teams. And now on their senior night, it's their chance to be the the home team, um, pumped Bounce up. Back. Yep. And I just I think that their speed and shot making can pose a lot of problems for Illinois. Um, and I think that Illinois' win over Michigan was all, almost as much a product of Michigan just missing a ton of shots as it was Illinois playing great. And I know people hate to hear that, but like it comes down to shot making luck. All like like that's a, a huge part of college basketball that people don't even realize. It's like like you can have a great game, you can play great, but if you shoot four of twenty six from three, like you're not winning. Like that's exactly. just, that's that's just how it is. Um, 
Yeah, so I like the Buckeyes tonight. They're one of my uh, one of my today, whatever it is, they're one of my favorite plays. Awesome. Um, I'm I'm on them as well for all those reasons you mentioned. I think this is just a great spot here for Ohio State. Um, and you know what does Iowa really or Illinois really have to play for? You know they're not they didn't win the Big Ten conference regular season title. Their their seed isn't going to get affected much by this game at all. Right. Um, so I, I like the spot. Um, LSU at Missouri. Missouri minus two at home. This is one where I lean Missouri here as well at home. Um, you know, two, two um, pretty close teams uh, talent wise. And, you know, you look at the analytics, there's no, no real advantage. I don't think from either side here. Um, I don't know. Maybe you feel differently though, but I, I tend to lean Missouri here with covering the small spread at home. Uh, I like to consider myself the LSU whisperer. Yeah. But last game, last time you weren't we went over it, we went over it. Yeah, we did. We did. Sorry. It was the most ridiculous refereed second half I've seen all season, and I've watched every Rutgers basketball game. So just like <laughs> um, LSU comes to play when the spotlight is on. I think they match up really well with Missouri because they have the size and athleticism inside to deal with Jeremiah Tillman, and they have the shot-making outside and the ability, the guard play, to give um, Missouri some issues. Um, LSU's defense – is not good, but it's interesting in that it it tries to bait you into bad passes and turnovers or, like, taking threes. Um, Missouri's not a great three-point shooting team. They're not a bad three-point shooting team. They've got capable guys. Like, Mark Smith especially is a terrific three-point shooter. But, like, as a whole, like, they're bottom third in college basketball in three-point shooting. And LSU is one of the best three-point defensive teams in the country. And it's kind of weird because they will force you to take a lot of threes. Um, which usually doesn't mean they're a really good three-point shooting defense, but, like, the numbers don't lie, right? Teams shoot 30% from downtown against them. I can see LSU forcing turnovers. I can see them coming out motivated. I can see their offense just having uh, enough success spreading the floor against LSU, where against uh, Missouri, where I think that they are um, they're live. And I, I like them plus two, plus two and a half, if I can get it. Um, I, I haven't played it yet. I'm hoping, holding out hope for, like, a three, three and a half, but – I do lean LSU on the road as a, as a slow right. slug. You know what? I'll, t- I'll take your word for it because you're due to uh, – you are the LSU whisperer and you're due for uh, uh, to pick the correct side in an LSU game since last game you didn't. And as we went over, that was some horse shit in that last LSU game. So, And, and what it's worth, it's a similar story today. Like LSU is one of the best teams in the country getting to the free throw line. Missouri fouls a ton. Like I could, if, if, if it's refereed normally, like I could see – I could just see LSU living at the free throw line, but we'll see. Okay. Um, next up, Seton Hall at St. John's. St. John's is a one-point home dog. Are we riding with the Johnnies here? They're a one-point home dog? Yes, bro. So, no, that must mean Posh Alexander's out. Um, let me just do a quick look. Yep. Uh, like, that's my, that's my line. It's Seton Hall minus one if Posh doesn't play. Uh, if word does come out that Posh is playing and like St. John's is plus one, like I think I'd be, I think I'd be intrigued. Um, but look, Seton Hall needs the game. Uh, they need it like air. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they've essentially played themselves out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, yep. I think St. John's pressure D can get to Seton Hall. Like their guard play is good, but it's a little inconsistent and they tend to push the pace when they don't need to. On the flip side, though, I don't know how St. John's guards uh, Sandro Mamakelishvili. If Seton Hall comes to play, 
And like, like this is the problem with Seton Hall, and it's really weird because if they do sneak into the NCAA tournament, I think they're as dangerous as any team in, in the country as like a 11-12 seed just because they do have so many weapons and they're so yeah. good. And I think Kevin Willard's a terrific coach. Um, but I have not liked what I've seen out of them the last two weeks. Um, they're lethargic. They go through these spells offensively. And um, they're they're just – like Sandra Mamakelishvili is bitching to the refs all the time. And it's like, dude – like just put the ball in the basket and the rest will take care of itself. Um, I think St. John's is tougher. I think they're a tougher team, but uh, no play for me. Um, Posh Alexander news is interesting. If, if, if he plays and you can get St. John's as a dog, like I'd kind of lean that way, but without knowing his status, I am staying away. All right. Next game. It's a good one. Duke at North Carolina, North Carolina, two and a half point home favorite. Give me the Tar Heels, baby. Huge rivalry game. Duke is, you know, they were on the bubble, but then they lost two in a row. They're, they ain't making the tournament. They are not making the tournament. Um, they're like, uh, that being said, they should come out motivated for this game, obviously, um, because they're, you know, they're 11 and 10. There's, and this would be a good win for them at the end of the season on the road at North Carolina. North Carolina um, coming off a loss at Syracuse. Now it's their, you know, final game of the regular season, home versus Duke. It doesn't get much better than that. They beat Duke on the road by four points earlier in the season. Now they host them. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, You know, Duke has a better offense in North Carolina, that's for sure, but North Carolina can clamp on defense. Um, North Carolina is also a very good rebounding team. They'll have an advantage there, I think. Um, Neither team shoots the three very well. Um, So I don't know. Justin, I would like to hear your thoughts on this one. I like like to talk heels, though. Um. I, I, I like North Carolina better than Duke, like just yeah. personally. So that's like, that's kind of why I'd like to lean North Carolina, but UNC beat Duke in the first game in a game that probably could have gone either way. If you can get like a full possession plus three, plus three and a half with Duke, like it's hard to ignore that. It's like, this is a toss up. These two teams like throw everything out. Like these two teams are going to play hard. Like they're rivals, like, like, like throw everything out, like totally motivated, like throw all that shit out. And I'm getting three points with Duke. Like that's kind of like a lean for me, but it's only two and a half now. So I, I don't know if you can get a full possession, if you can get the three and a half. I'd like Duke. Um, but right now, no play. My number on the game is three and a half. Like I do make it North Carolina minus three and a half. So like there is a slight number edge to, to UNC, but it's not, it's not enough to, to really, go all in on it um, because my gut tells me like Duke should probably like, this is going to be a close game and it, it could go down to the wire. And if it's going down to the wire, I'd rather have the the possession in points rather than laying the possession. So. Okay. All right. Um, Florida state at Notre Dame up next. Notre Dame is a six point favorite or sorry, six point underdog at home. Um, I do that at least once a podcast, Justin, you, 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 you know that um, six point dog at home at Florida, uh, home against Florida state. Um I tend to like Florida State here. I mean, I've liked Florida State all season. I feel like I've backed them a lot. Um, Notre Dame, I don't know. Notre Dame's not a bad team, but they don't play defense. And Florida State is freakishly athletic, and I think they can, you know, cover this six-point spread here. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, I'm not going to play it. Not really my style to lay points on the road like this. Um, I just don't, No, it's not your style. It's not. I just don't love it enough to, like – I know I got it. I'll be kicking myself if Florida State doesn't cover because, like, typically I'd like to take the home dog. But um, Mike Bray's got a bunch of issues right now at Notre Dame. Uh, it sounds like – I don't know if they want to move on from him, but it, he's he's 
he's on the hot seat a little bit. It, it feels like, uh, so I think Notre Dame comes out motivated, um, spirited effort, but they don't guard. It's going to be really difficult for them to defend Florida state and yep. Florida state's athleticism should pose a lot of problems for Notre Dame on the other side. So it's, it's a no play for me, but like, I like, typically I'd like Notre Dame, but like, it feels like a really good matchup for Florida state. So I'm staying away. Okay. Staying away. I'm, I'm giving that as a play. I'm going to be on Florida state minus six. Um, I've fired on it. I like it. Uh, go Seminoles. Um, Georgetown at UConn next game up. UConn nine and a half point home favorite here. That's a lot of points, man. And I, I, I haven't been able to get UConn right all season long. So please, please guide me here, Justin, or is it this a total no play? Yeah. So it's nothing for me. Um, I feel like it's too many points though. Eh, maybe. I feel like the right side is Georgetown. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, yeah. I mean, the number's obviously what it is for a reason. So. Right. Like, like my number is Georgetown minus, I mean, UConn minus eight. So like nine and a half is a little high, but it's not like, holy shit high. Um, and I get what you're saying, but like, UConn's going to force turnovers. UConn's going to defend the three. Um, UConn's going to rebound. Like, they're going to do everything to counter what Georgetown's going to try to do. And I don't know if I love Georgetown so much on the road, um, right? They just had a huge win at home over Xavier. And, like, obviously, they're playing really good basketball. And I think they're 6-3 and three since, uh, since they came back from COVID at the end of January. So like they're they're they figured some things out like they've got the talent they've got the pieces but like UConn is not a, a train I want to get in front of um, they just defend at such a high level and they play with such intensity where if Georgetown is not making tough shots which they do a lot but if they're not making them I think it's going to be really difficult for them to, to stay within striking distance because they're not really going to guard um, and UConn is so no play for me uh, number does feel high but like I think it is high for a reason. All right, uh, next one, uh, next game we're going to talk about, Pitt at Clemson. Clemson is an eight-point home favorite. This number feels sharp as shit to me. I have no feel on either side here. Eight seems like a ton of points, but um, I don't know. I, 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 have, I, I hate this game. I hate it. Yeah, so you don't have to bet it. That's okay. Um, I, I won't. I like Clemson. Uh, not a play, but I think that they'll roll Pitt. Um, yeah. Like Pitt is – Pitt's depleted. Um, eat pit, eat shit, Pitt. Like I don't, I don't really care that. Like Pitt played NC State tight on the road, great. Um, they beat Wake Forest, great. Like Clemson's a different animal. They're going to defend at a high level. They can't really afford a bad home loss, uh, which this would be. Um, so I think that Clemson is. I think there's a reason the line moved pretty quickly towards Clemson, and I think it. I think the move is right. The line feels probably pretty sharp right now, even though. Um, my number on the game is still like, still gives a pretty, pretty large edge to Clemson. Like I make it 12 and a half. So like, maybe I will bet Clemson, um, but I may be over, I may be over the top high on Clemson, but I just think that they defend at a high level. I think it's gonna be really, really hard for Pittsburgh to score. So I like Clemson, but I don't know if I'm going to play it yet. All right. Fair enough. Um, okay. Here is a game that I'm excited to talk about Rutgers at Minnesota. Justin's like, oh boy, 
Uh, Rutgers is a three and a half point favorite on the road at Minnesota. I mean, how many times have we said this season must win for the Scarlet Knights? It seems like every fucking game they play is a must win game. Today is must win. They are playing a reeling Minnesota team, a reeling team. And they, they went today. They're in the tournament Rutgers. Um, Minnesota, on the other hand, has lost six games in a row. Six in a row, Justin. Yes. What, what do you think? What do you like? What's give me, give me, you don't even have to handicap this one, but like, well, yeah, you do have to handicap it, but like, what, what are you nervous today for Rutgers? Are you nervous as shit for them? What kind like, of question is that? Yeah, you're nervous. Do you think they're going to shit the bed though or not? What kind of, I don't know. I don't, who the fuck knows what to expect out of this team? Hopefully they play well. Yeah. I would, so rec- you- I would not recommend betting this game. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I don't think. I actually like Rutgers minus three and a half today. That, that does, I don't like that, Matt. I, I'm sorry, but I do. I, okay. I have to say, it. dude, th- th- like Rutgers today has to be as motivated as ever, as motivated as ever today. I think they're going to go into Minnesota. And I think they're going to kick the shit out of them. I really do. You know, you saying that doesn't do anything for me. It just makes I, me nervous. I'm, I'm not. Okay. I know. I'm not saying it to you. I'm Can giving my opinion. Can we move? Shut up. Can we move on to another game? No, so, we're not done talking about this game. Why, 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 when we talk about Rutgers, you always get pissy? Because, Matt, it's not about the fucking gambling to me, and you know that. So I, I know. So I let's talk about the game then for two minutes. We just did. I have, I, you have, you didn't say a I word said, about it. Bullshit. I said that it could go a lot of different ways, and I wouldn't recommend betting on this game. That's what I said, and I stand by that. Fine. But I think Great. Rutgers is as motivated as ever. Minnesota has nothing to play for at this point in the season. Often not true. Are you, never well, true. Why is that not true? They're 13 and 13. They're 12 in the Big Ten. Teams always have something to play for. What did Nebraska Nebraska play for? So I don't want to hear that nonsense. Can we please move on from this game? Fine, fine, princess. Thank you. you. Uh, As you're wearing your Rutgers, your cute little Rutgers quarter zip right now on the Zoom call. Um, All right. South Carolina at Kentucky. Kentucky's an eight-point favorite at home. Stop, Stop looking at Sarah. Sarah's calling me crazy. Yeah, you are crazy. So that's fine. Let's move on. I said you didn't. You just you weren't paying attention. South Carolina at Kentucky. Kentucky minus eight. This this line seems big too. Like it seems sharp to me. If it was Kentucky minus six, I might like Kentucky, but I don't know. Yeah, um, feels pretty accurate to me, actually. Yeah, uh, my number seven and a half. Um, but like South Carolina is like a weird freaking team. Like they flip a flip a switch and they are. They play like a top 25 team um, and then they play like the worst team in college basketball. And you don't know what to expect on a game to game um, basis with them. Uh, I kind of like South Carolina just because I think that they have the talent to match up with Kentucky, the size, the athleticism, the physicality. Um, And I think going into like, if they, if they have nothing to play for, like I think going into Kentucky is motivation enough. Um, So I kind of like the Gamecocks from that sense, but it's another one of those where it's like, geez, who knows who the hell's going to show up um, for both sides. Like both teams have been like seriously inconsistent all season long. So no play. Um, lean the game cocks, but nothing for me. Okay. Uh, Mississippi state at Auburn, Auburn, a one and a half point home favorite. Um, this oof. line, this line has it cooked that 
is it's cooked into this line that Sharif Cooper's not playing. Right, 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 right. That's why it's only one and a half. As you say, Sharif Cooper is worth the most points in college basketball, you think? So, yeah. um, not that he's a player, but I think he's the most important to his team. Right, right, right. Do you think, um, do you think Auburn covers this or do you have any, Actually, you, you know, know we're going to talk about another game today that may have a similar Sharif Cooper type situation. Yeah. With Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. That's very true. And Oklahoma State's a big dog. Yeah. Um, all right, but this game, do you have any do you have any play on this or no interest? No, I don't. Um, yeah. Like, I don't. Um, I think that Mississippi State's athleticism um, and guard play could be an issue for Auburn. But, like, Auburn just chucks up a bunch of threes, and when they play at home, I think a lot of them tend to go in, weirdly. Uh, total tempo contrast. Auburn wants to run. Mississippi State wants to slow it down. Um, kind of like the home team in those scenarios, but like Mississippi State defends at a higher level. Like Auburn sometimes refuses to play D. Like this is just two middle of the pack, bottom tier SEC teams and a game that really doesn't mean anything except for like team morale. Should be a good game, like tightly contested, but um, I kind of like Auburn at home, even without Sharif Cooper, just because I think that they'll be able to control the tempo and I trust Bruce Pearl's coaching ability a little more than Ben Howland's. Uh, like I trust Bruce Pearl figuring out a way to get his guys up for the game. Um, but right now, nothing. All right, next game, SEC, we'll keep it there. Alabama at Georgia, Georgia plus eight. We love back in Bama, but it's not Tuesday. On Tuesdays, we bet Bama. And today's Saturday. So Sharif Cooper's out, by the way. Sorry. Sharif Cooper is out. They, they uh, Bruce Pearl called him doubtful. So um, there you go. All right. Um, Bama, though, covering eight on the road at Georgia. Um Listen, Georgia doesn't defend well, and Bama has a super high-powered offense um, and defense, for that matter. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Eight is a lot of points, though. Yeah, where is this game, Georgia? Yeah. Mm, no, thank you. Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree. I agree. The problem is, so here's the issue, right? If Georgia wants to run, like, that's fine. Like, run. Have fun. But you ain't going yeah. to outrun Bama. No. Like that's I mean, the, Georgia does run. They have a hot – No, I know. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. But like, you're not going to outrun Bama. Uh, but you have to wonder what Alabama's motivation is, right? They've got the SEC tournament right around the corner. Um, they just beat their home – their arch-rival Auburn in their senior night. Like, and now they got to go on the road to Georgia. Like, what is their – what are they playing for in this game? They've already won the SEC championship. Like, this is – like. I kind of, I kind of like Georgia in that sense, but I'm not, I'm not betting against Alabama in, in what should be a, a high tempo game. So, yeah. All right. Um, Pac-12. You ready? The Pac-12 king over here. I, mean, I don't know where you came up with that, but Arizona State at Utah. Utah minus three and a half. Utah at home. Do we go to the well? Yes, sir. We do. Utah minus three and a half. Bang, bang, a bang. What? Nothing. I'm you. I agree. <laughs> Why? Oh, well, you didn't ask me. Um, you got to pick up on my cues better, bro. We've been I doing would... 40 episodes now. <laughs> I think I do a pretty good job. That was, there wasn't much of a cue. There it was bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this game all season. I think it got, it was, they were supposed to play in December and it's gotten like rescheduled multiple times. Yeah. Just because I think Arizona state's overrated and Utah's underrated. And um, that's why I like Utah. I think Utah is 
uh, a little deeper. Um, I think that they've got a little more continuity. I think they're coached better. Um, it should be a fun game, but I just think Utah has – I think Utah's better. Like, it's really that simple. I just think Utah's a better team, and they're at home, and Arizona State's second game in altitude, altitude, whatever. I just – I like I like the Utes. I think that they're – they are weakest – rebounding the basketball which is kind of weird because they they have plenty of size which just doesn't make sense to me right their weakest rebounding the basketball but that's not going to be an issue against arizona state that's super guard oriented um arizona state doesn't defend which they kind of don't do um i think utah is going to be in great shape uh i think it's i i think utah i just like utah yeah utah you like them three and a half yeah all right um next game up indiana at purdue purdue a six and a half point home favorite here against the hoosiers my gut i'll tell you my gut feeling on this one is the back indiana um in-state rivalry let me talk this out let me talk this out my gut says bet and like this is a big number huge rivalry game um six and a half is a lot of points in the big 10 especially between these two teams and let's logically think about it. Indiana stinks right now. They've lost four in a row. They got nothing to play for. Archie Miller's on his way out the door. Um, they're at Purdue. Purdue plays amazing at Mackey. Um, so this, this like, I'm very conflicted on this one, and it makes me not want to makes me want to stay away entirely. Um, and it should be a, a a good battle down low with Trace Jackson Davis and Travion Williams. You know, banging down there. Um, and you know, this is a, you know, a team that Purdue is a team that beat Indiana, um, at Indiana earlier in the season by 11 points. Shooting like 70% from three. Sure. Exactly. So do you, so I've talked enough. Do you have a side here or just where, where am I, where am I going wrong? Indiana could be without two starters. Like that's, that's number one. Right. Like Armand Franklin is a game time decision. Race Thompson's a game time decision, and it looks like it looks like Armand Franklin is the least likely to play of the two. But I both are game time decisions, and I don't think like if Race Thompson doesn't play, like I have like Indiana's not stopping Purdue in the paint. It's that simple. Like I I don't Trace Jackson Davis is not really a quality defender. Like it would be Race Thompson guarding Travion Williams, um, and you're gonna need the bodies inside anyway to defend Purdue's bigs. Purdue's going to be plenty motivated. They want to like end Archie Miller's career. Yeah. Yeah. Panther owns him. I am not betting on Indiana. Uh, big number for Purdue to lay. So I'm not touching it, but like there are a lot of factors here that you need to like really understand before you go to the window and, and, and put money on the fucking Hoosiers. So there you go. Good, 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 good. Okay. Um, Oklahoma state at West Virginia, West Virginia, nine and a half point home favorite. Cade Cunningham listed as questionable. Out, out, out. Out. He's out now. Okay. Cade Cunningham out with a sprained ankle. Uh, suffered late in the loss against Baylor a couple nights ago. So he's out. Um, now they have to cover nine and a half on the road at West Virginia. Um, any interest in this one? This is another one where it's like, ugh. This no. is, yeah, I agree. No, like my number is nine, ten, depending on if Cade Cunningham is worth five or six. Like, yeah, like, line, like, 
like, yeah, it's built into the line. Um, like you're not getting an edge now. If, if, you know, if you had like an inkling that Cade wasn't going to play and you could have gotten West Virginia, like minus six and a half, seven early, like that would have been the, the move. Um, I'm not sure it's too many points. Like I, like we don't know what Oklahoma state looks like without ice likely and Cade Cunningham. Um, and that's, what's going to happen today. And I'm afraid it might not be pretty because those two are like their highest usage guys. And right. But like, essentially what we're looking at with this Oklahoma state team. And this is why I don't want to bet them on the last Saturday of the season is like, this is a brand new Oklahoma state team. All of a sudden there's no data on what they look like without Cade and ice likely there's no data on it. So like, it's your, how do you even put a number on that? Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't do that. You understand what I'm saying that or no? I I totally understand what you're saying. Like it's, like it's like a blind bet. Like you don't know what Oklahoma state is. So I wouldn't back them. I wouldn't fade them. Like what are they without ice and Cade? Um, so I wouldn't touch the game. Um, all right. Nova at Providence. You have a play here. You are backing Providence, getting four and a half points. Colin Gillespie out for Villanova. Such a shame for Nova. I really feel bad for that kid too. Torn ACL, one of Nova's best players, like the absolute worst time for, you know, Nova to lose one of their best guys. Uh, and, you know, without Gillespie, you like Providence here at home getting points. Right. Um, I probably would have liked Providence even with Gillespie, to be honest. Uh, I think Providence is playing solid basketball. They had a bad final five or six minutes against St. John's, which is what hurt their chances to pull an upset. Um, this is senior night for Nate Watson. Uh, it's not senior night for David Duke, although it will kind of feel that way because I think he may be pro bound. Um, so I think there's plenty of motivation for the Friars. I like them at home. Um, Villanova is not the same team without their star point guard. Like he is, he's not just like their leading scorer or leading assist guy or leading three point shooter. Like he's, he's just their, he's the heart and soul. He's their emotional leader. And I don't, I think they're really missing a floor general with him out of the lineup. And now you go against a province team that is long, athletic, well-coached. Uh, I'm a big Ed Cooley guy. Um, I think Providence can force turnovers um, with their length. I think they'll make life difficult on Nova. Uh, and Nova's not a very good defensive team. And this game's going to be played at a, at a snail's pace. Both teams like to use all the shot clock, which is perfect for me taking the points. I'd rather uh, a, a, like a low possession game if I'm getting plus points. And that's what I'm doing. I, I like Providence plus four and a half. I like them plus three and a half or better. My number is two with Gillespie out. Uh, so I um, – I, I like Providence. They were one of my first clicks yesterday. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, I have no interest in backing Providence here. Uh, personally, I like your cap a lot. Um, I just, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, I have a Nova bias a little bit. I don't even know why I'm not like a Nova fan, but just growing up near Philly and like being, that being like the team that people root for around here. It's, it's stupid. I know it's stupid. It's not even a Philly team, but it's, I know it is. It is gross. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm being honest right now. You know what I mean? Back, um, back tough Philly, like an actual Philly team, like LaSalle. Yeah, I know. You know what stinks, though? The big five, back in the day, LaSalle, Temple, St. Joe's, um, who am I missing? Nova. and No, is Nova in the big five? Nova is, and Penn. And Penn, Penn. Um, they used to be fucking awesome back in the day, and now they stink. LaSalle stinks. St. Joe's hasn't been good since Martelli left. Um about about a decade ago, LaSalle went on a great run to the Sweet 16, uh, and I had it pegged in my bracket. 
They were like, so I only oh, yeah. like a a fourteen year old Justin. Yeah, something like that. 12, 13 year old Justin. I had a peg. Like I was like, this is the team this year. They got great guards, um, great shot makers, just guys that ball out, like tough ass kids that that ball out in the tournament. And um, I was right. Like I was so I LaSalle will always have a special make faces all you want, but LaSalle will always have a special place in my heart for that. Like Villanova yeah, they're a bunch of yuppies. They're not they're not a yeah, they are, they are, I mean they are. They're mainliners. They're the main line. They got money, they ain't tough. Um, but that being said, you can't argue with the results. Um, all right, back to the Pac-12. Really good game. USC at UCLA. UCLA getting two and a half at home. You like it. You got to click that. I mean, I don't. You don't have to, but you're going to. I will. Um, I like. I haven't played it yet. There's a, a theme. Like there are a lot of two, two and a half point dogs today that I'm waiting to see if there's a three, three and a half that I can get the full possession on. Um, I like the way UCLA's been playing recently. Um, they lost back-to-back road games at Colorado and Oregon, which included with Utah are the three toughest road venues in the Pac-12. And not to mention Colorado and Oregon, along with USC, are the top like three teams in the Pac-12. Um, and UCLA was in those games with Colorado and Oregon for the longest time. Like Those were nip and tuck back and forth games for the first 30 minutes before you Colorado and Oregon went on runs to pull away on their home floor. Um, revenge spot for UCLA. They lost at USC by 18 on a weird game where Cody Riley and Jalen Hill were both out. Hill is still out, but Cody Riley's back. He's been playing great. Um, I think UCLA is starting to figure it out offensively with their guards. Tiger Campbell's being more assertive, which is huge for them. Um, and I think Mick Cronin gets one. Like they've been close, right? They've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door of Colorado, knocking on the door of Oregon, and now home against rival USC. I think they finally, you know, push the door down. So, yeah, I like UCLA um, a lot tonight. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. Here's a game that I like and I think you like as well. Virginia at Louisville. Louisville is a two-point dog at home, and you've been saying it all season, Justin. You think Virginia's a paper tiger, and I think this is a great spot for Louisville. Right. So, two is is a tough number to, to really be on, although, like, my number's a pick, so – I kind of like Louisville. The problem is, and I'm thinking about it, the pick and roll offense with Carly Jones, it's just, it may be a challenge against the rim protector that Jay Huff is. And it could be a great spot for Virginia to just say, hey, like we're still Virginia. Um, so I haven't played it yet. Uh, I do lean Louisville, but no Malik Williams. Um, we may be a little bit down on UVA right now. So I think that's just something to really think about. I, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Like my numbers are pick them. Like I may be overthinking it, but like UVA may still just be UVA and they could cover this spread and, and have a really dominant performance. Um, so nothing for me. Uh, I do think Virginia is a much better team. Like I think Louisville's paper tiger also. Uh, Louisville just had the big win at Duke. Yeah. So nothing for me on this game. Sorry. Um. All right, fair enough. I'm on Louisville plus two, though. Um, yeah, you grimaced, but that's how it goes. Um, all right, Iowa State at Kansas State. Kansas State minus five. Poopy. Uh, sorry, sorry. This is a poop game. I know, I know. No, sorry. I'll move on. I'll move on. The lucky gaming just was like, come on, bro. Um, th- th- I mean, those are two of the worst teams in the Big 12. So Two of the um, worst teams in all of power conference basketball. Yeah, that's, that's, you ain't lying. Um, all right, St. Louis at the Bonaventures at St. Bonnie's. 
St. Bonaventure. How about this one? The Bonnie's getting two, but you think this is a good spot for St. Louis here? Yeah, so St. Bonaventure blew out Duquesne yesterday. I think that that basically solidified their spot in the NCAA tournament. Um, St. Louis still has work to do. Um, most years they'd be out of it, but like the bubbles is a cesspool. It's soft as shit this year, and it feels like St. Louis is right there, and they could just go get themselves another quad one win, and that would be huge for them. Um, at the end of the day, I think St. Louis is better. I think they're more talented, um, a little bit bigger, a little stronger. Um, they make shots from the outside. Uh, like I think St. Louis is the better basketball team. And in a toss-up neutral side game, I think St. Louis is a little more motivated. Uh, so I do lean St. Louis. I haven't played it yet, but I do lean um, with the Billikens minus two. The Billikens. Love it. Love it. All right. How about Xavier at Marquette? It's a Marquette. pretty sharp line though, Matt. Like my, my line is. Yeah, two. It is. It is. yeah. yeah. Um, Xavier at Marquette, Marquette minus two. Um, anything on this one? This is another good game here. Yeah. No, the line stinks. Right. Um, yeah. So we my, back up the brinks. My number is Xavier minus one. Um, so typically like when the line stinks, like we back up the brinks, be all over Marquette. I can't bring myself to do it. Um, I have the, just have this gut feeling that Xavier comes out ready to play in a game that they have to have. Um, not saying that like, that's the smart way to think about it. I just got, I got to do a little more like this game's not until nine o'clock. So I've got time today to really figure out what I want to do with it. Um, but I, I think obviously there's a reason Marquette is favored by two, but I just think it's a really, really big game for Xavier. And like they win, it feels like a win and you're in type game for them. Similar to Rutgers at, at Minnesota. Um, so lean Xavier, but, but nothing, nothing strong. All right. That's all I got written down. Oh, we have Davidson at VCU actually. Yep. Um, and VCU is a one point favorite at home. I mean, on VCU here, right? Well, why do you think they're at home? Oh, I'm sorry. Not at home. It's a neutral site. Neutral site. Well, I don't know. Hang on. Let me look. It's a neutral site. Well, no, that's not, that's not necessarily that's... true, Matt. Why no. don't you know these things? Well, because yesterday they played at home because the Atlantic 10 tournament is being played at the two Richmond venues. And yesterday they played at the Siegel Center. They are at home. Yes. Yes. They are at home. They're so at now home. pound VCU. I have to. Have to. Um, I mean, how is this line only minus one? Yeah, what's – what's this is Dude, a they, It may be like the books are just saying it's a neutral site. It's not a neutral site. Like this is VCU's home court. Yeah. Yeah. Give me VCU minus one. That's going to be a play for me. All right. Anything else on today's card that we want to get into? Nope. 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 It's been a actually like a weirdly light. Yeah. I was going to say, you usually bet 25 games on Saturday. Uh, It might be on five. Well, it's proportional. I'll I'll probably be on more than five, but it's. You definitely will be. It's, it's proportional. The gen that's up like seventy something units. I know, I know. I I, I wasn't I wasn't uh. It's proportionate make... to the quantity of games. There are not as many Saturday games today as there usually are. There are a lot. There are actually a few more tomorrow than there usually are on Sunday. Because I think a lot of the um, a lot of the power conferences are slowing down, um, getting into the conference tournament. So there's not there's not as much action today. But uh, I'm sure there there will be plenty. I'm on Ohio State minus two and Villanova plus four and a half and. The only game that really matters to me is the Rutgers game anyway. So 
So yeah. We Ooh, good? Go are you? We're we're good, baby. We're more than good. We're we're live and we're heading into March or we're in March. We're heading into March Madness coming up. We got a new logo. Uh, we have a beef with the barstool guy. You know things are great over here at the Sharp in the Square. Yep. That's all. You are so. Yeah, boring. sorry. You caught me in the middle of a yawn stretch. Oh my dude. god. In the middle we of have, a yawn stretch. Our chemistry is so much better in person. It's unbelievable. Than oh, we do fine. We do fine. No, now. I know we do fine. I know we do fine. Speaking of, we're gonna have our first in-person show on Monday. So yes, we will, and we can recap our golf round. We can recap our golf round. Um, we will talk about the players' championship, and we'll talk about the any conference tournament futures that we want to fire on. Before I let you go, PGA Tour today, Corey Connors, second time in his career, 36 hole leaders. Do you like him to finish it out? The Canadian cannon. Have you seen who's behind him? Yeah, Rory McIlroy. And? Uh, DeChambeau, Spieth. And Hovland, and Rose, and... And, 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 and Martin Laird. Yeah, well, Marty Party Laird. <laughs> Don't forget about fucking Marty Party Laird. He get Marty Party Laird gets a sniff of a victory, and he's he's he turns into a Tiger. Bro, I I'm rooting for Martin Laird. How can I not, Justin? I'm rooting for Paul Casey and Justin Rose. Well, I mean, so am I, and they're in it. Yeah, they're they're very much in it. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't think Corey Connors finishes it out. Um, he's he's his iron play has been ridiculous so far. He can't putt. He can't putt, but he's not like a horrible putter. Like he's not a good putter. Like he just, he's going to, but he, his iron play has been so good. And like, I love Cannon, but he, this dude is due to just put a couple in the, in the drink today and, and wake up Sunday morning, like T11. <laughs> because, yeah. 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 I have a gut feeling that Paul Casey makes a run today. I he's would so love great. it, dude. I would love it. And he tees off at uh, 115. So two hours away. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's a great leaderboard as yeah. usual. Well, so um, yeah, it is. And next, I mean, so, some odds have already dropped for next week's tournament. Um, oh, you're, you're, you're licking so, your chops. Dude, next week's tournament is ridiculous. The players is basically a major. I mean, it's not a major, but it's basically a major. Everybody and their mother's there. Um, best field of the year. Should be awesome. Can't wait. Uh, great course. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. Today I'm, I'm busy. You know, I got, yeah. I got college basketball. I got to work later. And so I'm just, Oh, you're going to work. I'm just praying that. I, yeah. Uh, I'm just praying that um, when I check the leaderboard tonight, like yeah. there are some bullets in the mix for tomorrow. Okay. Before I let you go, you, you will get a fucking kick out of this. My one buddy every Saturday, I met him at Rutgers. He lives in Philly now. Um, I don't think you've ever met him, but he is a total degen and he's pretty much retired from gambling because he knows better. You know what I mean? Um, but every Saturday, it doesn't stop him every Saturday from putting together a super, as he calls it, parlizzi, a super parlay on college basketball. And he sends it to me every Saturday with the caption free. And it, it has never hit because it never will hit. Can I, can I read this to you before I let you go what this man has in his parlay today? It's, re, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Let's go. Florida State money line. Indy, uh, Loyola Chicago money line. LSU at Missouri over 155. Ohio State money line. USC money line. Louisville money line. North Carolina money line. Israel Adesanya, good fight tonight, uh, money line. UConn money line. Um, and another fight um, tonight, money line. He wagered $33 on this, Justin. Mm -hmm. What an idiot. Good luck to him. 
33 to win 3,500. It's just hilarious. Shout out Egan. He's my boy, but he's an idiot. Um, all right. That's enough for today. Go Rutgers. Go Paul Casey. Go Justin Rose. Um, and we'll talk tomorrow. It's a great day of sports, man. I'm so excited and I can't wait. See you later.